Chapter eight of the Memoirs of Chateaubriand, 1768 to 1800, part two. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Nicole Lee. Memoirs of Chateaubriand, 1768 to 1800, part two, by Francois Rene de Chateaubriand. Chapter eight. Paris, November 1821. Effect of the taking of the Bastille on the court. Heads of Foulon and Berthier aroused by the noise of the bastille's fall forerunner as it were announcing the approaching fall of the throne the court of versailles had passed from boasting to despondency the king hastened to the national assembly even spoke from the president's chair announced that orders had been given for the removal of the troops and returned to his palace amidst the benedictions of the people useless parade no party believes in the conversion of its opponent liberty capitulating or power submitting to concession obtain no mercy from their enemies eighty deputies left versailles to announce peace to the capital illuminations glittered in its streets m bailly was appointed mayor of paris and m de lafayette commandant of the national guard i only knew this poor but respectable savant by his misfortunes revolutions have men for all their periods some follow their track to the end others begin them but do not aid in crowning them the courtiers were scattered in all directions in the general confusion of flight they went to Bâle, Lausanne, Luxembourg, and Brussels. Madame de Polignac, in her flight, met M. Necker returning. The Count d'Artois, his sons, and the three Condes emigrated. With them went the higher clergy and part of the nobility. The officers, threatened by the insurgent soldiers, yielded to the torrent and left the country. Louis the Sixteenth stood alone before the nation with his two children and a few women, the Queen, Mesdames, and Madame Elizabeth. Monsieur, who remained in Paris until the flight to Varennes, was of no great use to his brother although by giving his vote in the national assembly in favour of universal suffrage he might have given the preponderance to the revolution the revolution distrusted him he had no great liking for the king did not understand the queen and was not loved by them louis the sixteenth came to the hotel de ville on the seventeenth and was received there by a hundred thousand men armed like the monks of the league he was there harangued by messieurs bailly moreau de saint Mary, and lally tollendal who wept the latter has always been easily moved to tears the king was affected in his turn and fixed an enormous tricoloured cockade in his hat he was instantly declared honnête homme père des français roi d'un peuple libre which people was preparing in virtue of its liberty to cut off the head of this worthy man its father and its king a few days after this accommodation i was standing at the window of my apartments with my sisters and a few countrymen when we heard the cry shut the doors shut the doors a ragged group appeared at one end of the street bearing two standards which at that distance we could not well distinguish as they came nearer we saw that they were two heads with hair dishevelled and countenances distorted borne on pikes by these forerunners of marat they were the heads of messieurs foulon and berthier every one retired from the window except myself the assassins stopped when they saw me and held up the pikes singing capering and leaping up to bring the pale heads as near me as possible in one of them an eye had fallen from its socket and hung on the livid cheek the pike was fastened into the open mouth whose teeth bit the iron murderers cried i unable to contain my indignation is it thus you understand liberty if i had had a gun i would have fired on these wretches as i would on wolves they replied with howls and beat violently on the great gate with the intention of breaking in and adding my head to the others my sisters were much alarmed the cowardly proprietors of the house overwhelmed me with reproaches the murderers who were being pursued had not time to break into the house and moved off the sight of these heads and of others which soon after greeted my eyes changed my political dispositions 
a horror of these cannibal festivals seized me and the idea of quitting france for some distant land began to gain strength in my mind end of chapter eight